Welcome to this brand new episode of Sideline Reports, where we make the most of the game. I'm your host, Josiah Mitchell, and throughout our next episodes, Sienna Fryer, Dixon Wolf, and myself will be keeping you informed on how the media influences our culture and society as a whole. Today, however, I'll be discussing how film, specifically movies, has influenced our society. I'll start by giving you a short history of film. In 1981, just kidding, in 1891, like way back then, Thomas Edison and William Dixon, his protege, produced the Kinetoscope, which, according to an article called The History of Movies, written by the University of Minnesota Libraries, it's the University of Minnesota, it's gotta be true. Either way, the Kinetoscope was, quote, a cabinet with a window through which individual viewers could experience the illusion of a moving image, end quote. I don't know about you, but the only thing I see when I look through a cabinet window is my grandma's fine china. <laughs> Anyways, in 1895, Auguste and Louis Lumiere patented the cinematographie, which allowed viewers to see short video recordings about 10 seconds each. 10 seconds, that's not bad, huh? In 1902, George Mieles produced Trip to the Moon, which had 30 scenes in it. That's not bad. And there's actually a 2011 movie named Hugo, and it dives into more details about George Mieles and his short film, Trip to the Moon. It's set in London in 1931. It's not bad. If you're interested, I would encourage watching it. In 1904 through 1908, there was the Nickelodeon craze, where you could watch films for five cents. You'd go to the theater, watch about a 12-minute movie. I guess nowadays we'd just call it a little video. Watch it for 12 minutes and it cost five cents. Thus, it was called the Nickelodeon. And there's actually a kids TV channel today called the Nickelodeon. In 1908, Thomas Edison created the Motion Picture Patents Company, the MPPC, which dictated much of what producers could film and produce. Well, as a result, I mean, as you can imagine, people probably weren't too happy about their stuff being dictated, so a bunch of independent producers moved to California to be away from the MPPC's harsh standards and began, began to film their own way, thus creating Hollywood, believe it or not. Up until now, all the films were silent, and they had been black and white for a while, but then came the introduction of color, and then the introduction of sound and music. Speaking of sound and music, there's a movie called Sound of Music, which is quite good if you're interested. Um, singing is superb, the acting is even better, and it's a classic. I would encourage watching, it's called The Sound of Music. Anyways, the last thing that is really important in the history of film is the coming of television and how it competed with the movies. They competed back to back and each of them lo losing revenue to the other while at the same time making leaps and bounds for the future of their industry. It's kind of crazy. If you think about it, you know, would you rather watch something from your couch instead of going to a theater? Well, some people would, some people wouldn't. So it's just that competition. But now that I've given you a very short history of film, let's dive into why film is important and if it can impact society today. Well, actually, not even if, but how it impacts society. OurMovieLife.com has an article written about the influence of movies and film and how they affect society. Ironically, the article is titled, How Do Movies Affect Society? Under the heading, Cinema Can Be Very Powerful, the author states, Throughout history, many leaders have used the power of film to help achieve their goals. During World War II, for example, both 
Hitler and Stalin used movies as propaganda and did so very successfully. Well, that's quite true, but the author did, failed to mention the fact that the U.S. used film also. They used it to get the American people enthusiastic about helping with the war effort in World War II. And do you remember that movie, Captain America, The First Avenger? Which, I mean, obviously, is by no means a historically accurate movie with serums that produce super soldiers and infinity stones and crazy German scientists. Okay, well, the crazy German scientist part might be true. Anyways, Captain America, The First Avenger is set smack dab in the middle of World War II. After Steve Rogers became Captain America, he was used to fire up the American people and get them to buy bonds for the war effort. Captain America was put in different movies to portray a hero in order to influence the U.S. citizens to buy war bonds and sponsor the Yanks over in Europe. See how a movie showed the influence of other movies. This is super interesting if you think about it. In the same article mentioned above, OurMovieLife.com says another way that movies influence society is by product placement and advertising. I mean, just think about it. You're sitting there in a warm theater, maybe it's a little too warm, and you're snacking on popcorn that you traded your soul for or paid for on a credit card because no one cares the amount of cash that movie theater popcorn costs. Anyways, the main character of whatever you're watching takes a long, refreshing drink of Coca-Cola you realize just how thirsty you are in an instant and make a beeline for the concession stand because you're a normal human being. See, that's another way that movies influence society. And yet a third aspect of how movies influence society is by the religions those movies portray. And now I'm not talking about the Kendrick Brothers' flywheel or war room. No, I'm talking about a more subtle religious influence. Think of the Marvel movies. You have Tony Stark a billionaire playboy who makes his suit that's basically a weapon you know you have captain america who i just mentioned who is a super soldier because he got injected with a serum there's black widow some lady who's apparently really good at fighting there's hulk or bruce banner and how he became hulk was he was exposed to gamma rays that turned him into a killing machine there's hawkeye just a guy who's good with a bow and arrow and pretty good with a sword and then there's thor the god of thunder, son of Odin, and heir to the throne of Asgard. Thor is the traditional false god of the Norsemen back in the 800s. Every thunderstorm and lightning strike, these Vikings attributed to Thor. Thor's father Odin ruled in Valhalla, the place where all the Viking warriors would go after they died. Now, there are no more Vikings. Those fierce warriors died a long time ago. But we still do have warriors today though they fight in the United States Army. Thor's was, Thor was the god of warriors, so many soldiers in the U.S. Army have adopted Thor as their god, calling the religion Norse pagan. Thor has gained popularity among soldiers as a direct result of the Marvel Studios' manifestation of Thor as a real deity, with visible powers and Asgard as a real place. Now, I know many chaplains in the Army, and have talked to one in particular who states that Marvel Studios have made Thor to be a powerful, tangible god, and therefore today's warriors worship him as such. This might be the most important reason movies are so influential in today's society. They influence very religion. Well, that's all for now, folks. Thank you for coming. Now remember, this is Sideline Reports, where we make the most of the game. I'll see you next time.